0: Good morning and welcome to week four of Our Leader Helps. Uh, this week we'll be talking about God never changes. And this is our fourth week in this series of God. So what? Who is God and how does that make a difference? Why does that matter? It's kind of what Alan's been teaching us through as we look at the attributes of God. And I know I've personally gained a lot from this sermon series as well. And so, but after week four, in the next few weeks... Some of you uh, will be kind of moving out of the campus from wherever you've been meeting at and you're going to be going into a new location, new environment. So we just want to let you know one more praying for you as you make this transition as you step away from the campus for a regular rhythm of gathering but as you begin to step out whether it's into a home, whether it's at a coffee shop, restaurant, a workplace, at a park, wherever you may be circling up with some friends to have these conversations it's going to help you to experience life with Jesus. And real quick I just want to talk about that for a minute. What does it look like to experience life with Jesus? And if you and I are going to experience life with Jesus, in a sense it means that we're going to live the life that Jesus lived. We're going to do what the disciples did. We're going to follow Jesus. We're going to go where Jesus would go. We're going to live and behave as Jesus would live. And so as we look at Jesus' life, that means we look at, we've noticed, identified three movements in Jesus' life that makes up this rhythm to how he lived. And that he had communion with God on a regular basis. He had communion with God individually and personally. As scripture tells us, he often went to the mountain to pray. He also had communion with God as he gathered together uh, with other with others, with the disciples, those that he called to himself and he named as to be apostles. You know, scripture tells us where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is also. He modeled for us that we have communion with God as we have community with one another as well, but also there's this movement of community to where that we share our faith with one another, where we encourage one another, we pray for one another, we bear one another's burdens, we're there for each other, and then we believe this, as as we have communion with God, we have communion with one another, just like what we see modeled for us is the early church within the upper room, after Jesus' resurrection, and Jesus went back back to the right hand of the Father, so to speak. Well, the early apostles, early church, they sought God in the upper room. They sought the heart of God. They prayed together. And as they did that, they had unity. But then the Holy Spirit breathed through them. You know this is the day of Pentecost. But then he nudged them out of the home, into the community to bring hope to a broken world. These three movements, up, in, and out. Up, we have communion with God. In, we have community uh, with others. where well, we have fellowship, where we're learning to what it is to follow Christ. Not intellectually, but practically in every day of our life. And then we also serve one another. We carry one another's burdens. We lift each other up. And then as we do these things, we fully believe that the Holy Spirit breathes to us to take hope to God's creation. And so that's what it is to experience life with Jesus. And so as you circle up with some friends, Whether that's in a regular rhythm, we have these conversations. It could be at the gym. We've had some really good conversations with some uh, circle of friends who decided to gather together at at the gym where they exercise together. They also encourage one another while they're there before or after. Also, there's some that's kind of meeting together. as a a group meeting together at a dance studio. So just think of the many different ways that you can circle up with friends to pray for each other and encourage each other, really to, to share your faith with one another, in a such a way that the Holy Spirit breathes through us to take the hope of the gospel to a broken world. So let's look at week four, and we're going to our discussion, it starts on page 12 here. And just remember this reflection piece, after week's conversation, were you more aware of God's power around you? And then the second question is, how does this awareness affect the way you live? So here's what we, the reason we always do this reflection piece, is because it's not just about knowledge acquisition but we really need to take time to reflect on what did I do with what I learned last week? How did I begin to apply that? Because that's why we learn Scripture. That's why we read from Scripture. It's not just so we have more knowledge, but I think back to an early passage of Scripture where God is telling one of the leaders, he says, be careful to read from the book of the law every day so that you will be careful to obey. Now, if you and I being obedient, that means that we live it out. We go where Jesus would go, and we live as Jesus would live. So that's why I have this reflection piece in there. It just reminds us that I'm having these conversations, not just to gain knowledge, but so I can know how to practically apply God's Word in my life. Now, this week's main point of week four, the immutability of God is unchanging character, brings stability to our daily lives. We live in a fast-paced world where there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of change. But one thing we can have confidence on and in is the fact that God never changes. God's character doesn't change. God is God is a firm foundation in the midst of an ever-changing world, so to speak. Again, opening doors. I just want to encourage as you think through this conversation, God. Maybe take a few moments to read it before you uh, before you dig into the conversation with those in your circle. The fact that you're listening to this shows that you're also being intentional about preparing for uh, circling up with some friends. So here's this opening doors. When you think about change, when you think of change, do you tend to think positively or negatively? And why? What are some examples of what you consider to have a good, have been a good change or a bad change? So here it's important just to remember this. As you're having these conversations around these opening door questions, this isn't a right or wrong question. This isn't a, a chance or an opportunity. You should not, you or I should not try to um, <clears throat> solve anyone's problems here. So if someone says, hey here's a bad example of change in my life, and man, this was just a rough season and change was hard. This isn't a time to say, well you should have done this or you should have done that. Now I understand oftentimes we try to give uh, helpful advice. We tend to think to ourselves or tell ourselves, hey I'm just telling this because so that they don't make the same mistake twice. No, this is just an opportunity to let them share. Let them open up. It's not right or wrong. Don't put someone on the defensive right out of the gate. It's not a good idea. So just let them share and empathize with them. Connect with them. Maybe they share something and you may in your mind think, man, I can understand why that was bad. Look what you did. You may think that, but you don't need to say that. Maybe you say something like, man, that must have been tough going through that and, and I can see where that change like that was hard, given all the circumstances. Just to empathize. Let them know that this is a safe place to share what's on their mind and what they're thinking through. Because if you put up a wall right here at the opening door session, when it comes to digging in and we get into some of these tougher questions, they're really not going to open up because they're going to remember they got shut down or they got corrected on the front end of this conversation. So opening doors is not a time to solve problems. So the digging in section, again, one great way to get other people to also have this conversation is have others read scripture with you as well. Don't be the one that reads uh, every scripture, maybe even leave them to have some of the conversations. So as you go through these, just remember, it's not a race to the end. It's not about, hey, we've got to get every question uh, answered. But again, so here's one of the questions. uh, Why is it important to understand that God does not change? Again, this is just a question where you want to let people to share. It's not a right or wrong answer, but you're just learning more about one another here in this in this conversation. There's a little bit of commentary in oh, here to help oh. you out as well. And then the taking it home piece, this is the part where that you know you want to think, take time to reflect on, okay, here's what God has spoken to me today. And here's how I'm gonna apply this to my life. Here's what I want to strive to do. This is also a good opportunity to say, hey, how can we pray for one another in this upcoming week? And this is a great opportunity for you to lead by example here. So as you come to this taking at home session, it might be an opportunity for you yourself as the as leader of this circle of friends to say, hey, here's here's something God spoke to me about. Here's how I need to apply it. And here's how I need for you all to pray for me that I will be able to apply what I've learned this week. So you're modeling this uh, for them, but also you're genuinely asking them to pray for you and what it is that God has spoken to you in regards to. Hey, this is our Leader Helps for week four. We hope you find these beneficial and helpful. Hey, please know that we're praying for you. Also, we look forward to seeing you on Saturday uh, morning for our G3 uh, Circle Seminar. We'd love to invite you out and be a part of that as you can connect with some of the G3 pastors and the people here from other countries. As we've been talking all week with them about what it does mean to uh, to steward and to, to organize a purpose-driven church where we live um, where we live out the five purposes we'll find in the Great Commandment and Great Commission. What is it to love God? What is it to have fellowship? What is it to, for discipleship to occur? How do we do ministry uh, and evangelism in these five different purposes? So, hey, we're praying for you. If we can do anything for you uh, in regards to caring for your circle, please let us know, connect to the campus pastor or uh, the community leader within your congregation. Have a great week.